We're taking your texts as well as your Facebook responses for our question today. <laughs> this is this is going to be fun. Our listeners are very funny. Uh, wrong answers only. What did Kevin McAllister's parents do for a living? We're talking about the rich parents in Home Alone. We never know their jobs. Yeah, they live in Evanston in that nice house. Oh, yeah. And then they go to Paris. They take 12 people on vacation to Paris. Now, like you said, yeah, it was his brother. but Right. It's a rich, rich family, though. It's a rich family. So wrong answers only. What did Kevin McAllister's parents do for a living? We've already got this going on Facebook, and there's some funny stuff in here already. <laughs> well, it can't be OnlyFans, because OnlyFans did not exist back in the 90s. Right. We have multiple OnlyFans responses. <laughs> but they could have, like, the 90s equivalent of OnlyFans. Maybe they ran a home video porn service, and you had to call them and order the tape. That's the only thing I can think of. I want one of you and Kate doing it Doggy style, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Earmuffs, kids. Hey, you know, this is an earmuff show. People know that by now. <laughs> Ooh, but it's your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, remember when he finds that magazine and he goes, oh, no clothes on anybody. Maybe that was his parents. Maybe yeah. that was them. Uh, to our listeners' credit, there's a lot of porn stuff on here. Th- like, there is. I, you know, mail order stuff. And, uh, you know. No, okay, yeah, you got to read that response. That was a very funny response, the mail order one. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, mail order adult amateur films. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I was so just talking about. So they make them, about. and then they send them out in the mail. Okay. Right, right. It's like it's OnlyFans for the 90s. That person was on the right track. You know, that would be a good porn mansion, uh, <laughs> big McAllister home. <laughs> it would be. Somebody said crack dealers. Yeah, like a Walter White situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. Where he's dealing all over the neighborhood. Uh Okay. (laughs) Dad was a used car salesman and mom was a CTA bus driver. Hmm. I like to think maybe he was like uh, illegal trading in the stock market. Like he's one of those guys, you know, (laughs) or like a ruthless CEO. Like he's a nice family man, but really in the business world, he's a he's a dick. You know, (laughs) he steals from his clients or he's a, a shady banker. Right. Who stole like a Bernie Madoff type guy. Right. Like he's running a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you really thought about this. Yeah. Well, you know, I had time to think. On Facebook, Tyler says they were radio DJs. <laughs> Not in today's age. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about uh, what did Kevin McAllister's parents do for a living? Wrong answers only. Somebody said radio DJs. That's a way wrong answer. What was the 90s in Chicago? They'd probably make a bank if they did that. In the 90s, DJs made money. Now we we get paid in Chili's gift cards. What would their show sound like if they came back for, from the holidays? So, listen to this. Forgot forgot my kid <laughs> over the holiday. Did you do something wacky over the holidays? We left our kid alone. <laughs> Whoops. Don't call DCFS. <laughs> it's John and Kate in the morning. Or no, Peter. His name is Peter. It's Peter and Kate in the morning. We forgot our son and endangered his life for several days in a row. <laughs> These two guys broke into our house and tried to murder him. Oh, it got crazy. <laughs> Wrong answers only. What did uh, <laughs> what did Kevin McAllister's parents do for a living? 815-874-2104. Talking Home Alone, Kevin McAllister's parents. Someone said airline pilot and stewardess. Ooh. You know what? That's a you could afford that house. Maybe that's how they could afford for first class. Maybe they flew for free. Oh, they get flight benefits. Yeah, because they were. They were in like the nice seats up front. And they were right up front in the plane. Uh-huh. They had some cash. And then Mooch or Uncle Frank. See. He was the radio DJ. He had no money. Yeah, somebody in the text line, they both worked at a country radio station. <laughs> Maybe. US 99.5. We forgot our son over Christmas. <laughs> Whoops. And Here's Kenny Chesney. Yeah, right. It's the Morning X with Kevin and Matt. It seems to be the consensus that Kevin McAllister's parents were drug dealers. Yeah, I see that. It seems to be like all over the responses here, both on the text at 815-874-2104 and on our Facebook page. But like all of them are like, like yeah, secret crime type stuff. I mean... It was the 90s. You could get away with that stuff more. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, like when they were running through the airport, the cartel was chasing them. That's why. <laughs> they had stuff strapped to their legs. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking wrong answers only. What, uh-huh. what did Kevin McAllister's well, parents do for a living in Home Alone? Well, here's one from the text line. Loan sharks. Same you thing. can make yeah. a good living make it being a, a loan shark. Going and breaking somebody's legs. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're going to Paris, because someone wasn't paying up, and they had to show up in person to make a point. Yeah. You, you, you give the McAllisters your money what when, if they, when you owe them. What if they're like some kind of fixers? Oh, they're fixing games? Or no, like 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 a fixer, like somebody who goes and cleans up uh, oh. after like a after <laughs> okay. like a, a okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, mob guy accidentally kills a hooker, and he's he's got to go make it right, and he's got to go make sure nobody ever knows about it. The, yeah, the cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like Robert De Niro and the Irishman. They could do that. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I like this. How about this? Kevin's parents were a dog walker and a KFC franchise owner. <laughs> The combination is silly. Right? I mean, if you own KFCs, you could definitely own a house like that. <laughs> the guy in the blind side, I think he was a KFC restaurant owner. The, and they had a big house. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you can make good money. If you own a bunch of subways here in town or something, you can make some good money. That sounds like a dog good walker. Plan. I don't know. <laughs> you have to be a successful dog walker. Right. You have to you have to walk dogs in a very nice neighborhood. Yeah. People who have French bulldogs and you know that people's dogs are insured. That's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> The Morning X with Kevin and Matt, weekday 6 to 10 on 104.9 The X. I can't believe this topic still has legs this morning, but uh, we're, we're, people are all over it. Uh, Kevin McAllister's parents in Home Alone, uh, if you're just joining us, we've been discussing this pretty much all morning. Yeah. What, what did Kevin McAllister's parents do for a living to afford that house? Wrong answers only. Most people are saying drugs. Most of it's drugs and, and sex related. But we got a... We got a Message here in the text line from the 815, I figured Kevin's parents were CPAs or one of them was a top shelf prostitute. (laughs) So one or the other. So we were discussing that off the air and it could be uh, that he was not in the know. The dad was a CPA, but the mom was like a madam who was raking it in. I mean, if you think about it, they did live in northern Illinois in the Chicago area, so they would have had a lot of high-end clients. Right. That had to, they had to keep quiet, right? And our, our, government, our government here in Illinois is <laughs> less than stellar. And look, they were, money, they were laundering the money through his CPA private practice business, right? Maybe they had money overseas in Paris that they needed to go check on. <laughs> That's where they were keeping their money. Right. It was over there. You know, See, a lot of this makes sense. And what perfect distraction to leave your kid at home so you're focused on that, but really what you're doing... So how do Harry and Marv work into this then? Because they, the, the robbers, they must be somehow affiliated uh, with a rival crime gang or something. Maybe they were sent by his parents. Maybe they're clients. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're clients of the madam who, uh, you know, they got screwed. I don't know. I think we're thinking way too hard into this. I think we are, but, you know, too it's, much. it's an interesting topic because it makes Home Alone way more interesting. Home Alone is already a great a great holiday classic. It, right? One of the top five of all time, But I it is say. so effed up when you look under the surface of Home Alone. It's screwed up. It's majorly terrible. It just doesn't make any sense. And plus, who takes their entire family of, like, 15 people on vacation? I know. That's, that's... I mean, I don't know anyone who's done that. Do you? No. See, what I want to do is I want to write this movie, and I think I've told you this before off the air, but I don't think I've brought it to this show before. I want to write... A Home Alone sequel uh, that takes place now, 40, 20 years later, whatever, 30 years later. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McAllister is in his 40s and majorly messed up from the two altercations he had with robbers when he was a child, being left <laughs> alone by his parents as a child. He's now really messed up, and he is he himself has ventured into a life of crime, right? And so uh, he has gone to Harry or Marv um, and asked them, show me the way. So he becomes one of the wet bandits, and they're like, come on in. But it's a serious movie, zero comedy. I want it to be 100% dramatic. 
uh, where he goes and sees his mom and she's screaming at him. And, uh, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Like, that doesn't sound fun at all, uh, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be called just alone. That's what it's gonna be called. <laughs> And I, I think it'd be a great movie. I want to write it. And you tell, you say you worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. He's got to be seriously messed up later in life from all that stuff that happened to him. What if it's like a point break situation where they rob banks? So he teams up with Harry and Marv, and then they go put on president masks and rob banks. Well, the point is Harry and Marv are going to be ancient at that at that point. Yeah. So he's just going to them for guidance. What oh. do I do? You know, like well, like I, a. Like uh, Silence of the Lambs, and she goes and asks him how he's doing it. Is it worth it, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth it? And Joe Pesci's like, eh, eh. too dark with this. Dude, I'm I don't want to see that movie. I had this idea before. I want to pitch it to Macaulay Culkin if I ever meet him. He might do it. He's yeah. he's 40 years old. Yeah, he just got his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He deserves it. Uh, and so I think it'd be a good time for him to start taking it seriously, right? And play a serious role. Play Kevin McAllister 40 or 20 years later, 30 years later. Yeah. Also, Haley Joe Osment should be in it. I don't know why, but he should. Yeah, he's um, Mitch Murphy, that kid who lived down the street. Remember the kid who lived down the street? Yeah, I and do. he's like, bring me back something French. That'll be Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, we can make this movie. We, we can make it. All right. And well. we'll make millions. And then we will be the madams. Hideous. Honestly, sorry, everything. Hideous. 1049. I should have known this was going to be some bullshit. The Morning X. It's 104 and in the morning acts with Kevin and Matt. I'm Kevin. That's Matt. Hi, Kevin. How are you feeling this morning? I'm good. I'm going to kill somebody. Okay. There's a person, and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to do it on purpose. Hi, Chelsea. Hi. <laughs> I'm like, is it is, me? Is it Chelsea? It's not Chelsea. Chelsea. Am I the problem? Chelsea, you just fell victim to one of the rules, which is if you're in the studio and the mics go on, you're stuck. You have to stay. And I walked in at the perfect time. Oh, just, just right on time. But... Join the discussion. There's a person every morning on Sandy Hollow Road. Every single morning. Who walks? Who's walking down Sandy Hollow Road on the curb in the dark. Wearing black. And wears nothing reflective or bright. Hood on the head, head down. Can't see the person until it would be too late if they were right in front of my car. Um... I know exactly who you're talking about because I take the same road you do. You were probably maybe two cars behind me. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this person doing every single morning? Every day. I'm going to run them over one day and that's the last thing I need in my life. Same. I don't need that problem on a Tuesday morning. I don't need a court case. Right. Right. Tuesdays already suck. I don't need to accidentally kill somebody. Yeah. Because they they can't walk closer to the curb and and wear reflective clothing. Or on the grass. Yesterday she had a flashlight. A flashlight? She had a flashlight, so I saw her yesterday. That, I, didn't, I didn't see the flashlight. I did not see the flashlight. No. <laughs> I saw her yesterday and didn't see the flashlight. No, but it is, uh, it's dangerous. I know who you're talking about. There's also a guy that drives his bicycle down the middle of the street. <laughs> I've seen that guy, too. Yes, on Sandy Hollow. But on you, Sandy Hollow. But you've told me, don't worry about that guy. He's just going to work. That's yeah, exactly what he, you told me. He, don't get mad at him. He probably is just going to work, but wear some sort of reflective gear. <laughs> at least a bicycle. Sorry, I mean breakfast. Are, Are you we, eating a banana right now I on am. the air? Okay. At least a bicycle <laughs> has reflectors on it. That's true. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> this person is wearing nothing. It's like all black. By the way, Kevin, uh, it's a special day here. Is uh, it really? Yeah, it's Chelsea's birthday today. Oh, officially. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was actually coming down to thank Matt because even though he's not on our station, he's still decorating the studio for me. You did that? I did. Well, it's your birthday. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's not like that one time I put bees all over the X studio yeah. for Kevin's, Kevin's birthday. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Happy Bee Day. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you. What is it, 30, 
Thirty-five. You better stop it right now. <laughs> thirty-nine. Hey, what's wrong with thirty-five? My wife's thirty-five. Yeah. You're you're closer to fifty, Matt. Stop. You stop right now. <laughs> That's true. Yes, he's closer to fifty than either of us. Both yeah, of you exactly. stop, right? It's one hundred four in the morning, X, and we're in the middle of a game of Hillbilly Theater Christmas, and um, and uh, we're gonna read the scene again, just as a reminder. You ready? Uh huh. Here we go. Are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole. That's dumb. That's because y'all know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I double dog dare you. 815 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Uh, you are the next contestant on Hillbilly Theater Christmas. What movie did we just act out? Story. Absolutely, yeah. it was a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeehaw! <laughs> Sydney, you're going to go to the show. You're going to Xmas evening this Saturday night, Nonpoint, point head PE, sumo, psycho, and varsity. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sounds like we made your day. Great. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> that guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. Powered by Retool of Rockford with the buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street. Time for today's tool of the day. And I want to apologize ahead of time. Why? <laughs> um, because this story involves gross things. I know it's morning and people are going for breakfast. So I just want to put a warning out there. There are gross things in this Tool of the Day story today. Warning. 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 Grossness incoming. Uh, but it's uh, there's a twist to it, and you can see why I made this the Tool of the Day today. But we're going to start with what he did. Okay. Uh, he's in trouble, this guy. His name is Jack Blakesley. And he has received a one-year suspension from his job after he allegedly pooped inside of a Pringles potato chip can <laughs> and threw it into the parking lot of the Haven of Hope, which is a crime victim advocacy center. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he claimed he did not target the center and that he just always poops in Pringles cans and randomly throws them from his car as he travels down the road. As if that's normal. So this guy is a serial Pringles pooper. And then to discard of his waste, he just tosses it out the window when he's done. In a can. In a can. I want to know, how do you pull that off? You got to be very accurate. That's not a big opening. No, it's very small. You got to, you know. Even the people who invented the toilet understood you need a large, a wide berth. A wide berth, yes. A Pringles can is not big enough. I, I want to know how he pulled that off. He's got surprisingly good accuracy. <laughs> Uh, but what makes this a tool of the day story is that I told you that he got fired from his job. Well, he said a year suspension. Like, they didn't fire him. They gave, just gave him a year off. Well, right, right. That's weird. He hasn't, well, ironically, hasn't been canned. <laughs> yeah, apparently once you poop, you can't stop, right? Um, <laughs> Boy, you just keep coming with them. Boy, I'm slinging them today. Uh, but this guy who got a suspension from his job for pooping in a Pringles can, uh, he's definitely a lawyer. What? And was suspended by the Supreme Court. <laughs> he's a lawyer, too? You gotta know you can't do that. Uh, he's often in court uh, as an adversary of the victim advocacy group where he throws Pringles out. So people definitely thought he was targeting them because he's often in court against them. That, that was 100% on purpose. He's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to do my old Pringles thing and toss it in the parking lot because that's what they get. Is I do it all the time a good defense? No, it's not. Yeah. 
So he's definitely the tool of the day. Uh, it might be hard to top this one this week. Who's going to hire that guy now? I don't know. Are you the Pringles pooper? <laughs> <laughs> they called him the Pringles pooper. <laughs> Next on 60 Minutes. Tick, 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 it seems tick, like tick, a story tick, that should be on like a national <laughs> news outlet. And at 11, a story that'll make you think twice the next time you want to pop a can of Pringles. <laughs> I think this wins already. I don't even know. Should we even have the rest of the week for Tool of the Day? This, this, might this one wins. Stop. Top points. Don't be a tool like this. Pull yeah. the right tool for your jobs at Retool with Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools. Go in and see David. Visit rockfordretool.com. <laughs> 1049. It is a live show. Go Go help help all of you. The Morning X with Kevin and Matt. Sometimes it takes a long time for your dreams to come true. How long did it take you to get into morning radio? Uh, Like, yeah, about eight years, ten years. Yeah. Uh, By the way, why is this the dream? That's what I want to know. It's more like a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, let's get up at the darkest hour and get out of our warm bed every morning. You know what's funny? I've never been a morning person, ever. No? My whole life, I've liked to sleep till noon. I never was, but it turns out I actually do enjoy being up in the morning. Like, I enjoy having my entire day on a weekend because I wake up at 7 and go, wow, I slept in. Once you're up, it's, it's fine. But getting up, when your alarm goes off in the morning, like every morning I start my day with a curse word. That's not, really? that's not a way to start. See, you got to get up and say, yay. That's not what I say. <laughs> you got to clap your hands and say, this is going to be a great day. I wake up and say, son of a, and then I get going. <laughs> it's too early. Uh, well, you know, it's, you know, that's fine. But sometimes it takes quite a long time for your dreams to come true. It sure does. Sometimes you release a song and it takes 65 years for it to reach <laughs> number one on the Billboard chart. 65 years. That's a long time. Song just happened to... Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree just hit number one after 65 years. You know, I'm telling you, that song rocks. That's the best Christmas song out there, I think. You think it is? I think it is. You think out of all the Christmas Mm -hmm. songs, that's the best one. In Your Face, White Christmas, Brenda Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Name one. Which one? What do you think is better than Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree? That rocks hard. Uh, It's got a good melody to it. I think Jingle Bell Rock trumps it. Jingle Bell Rock? You think Jingle Bell Rock is better? Yes. I think it's it's a better rock and roll song. Yeah. Really? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. I just think that Jingle Bell Rock is just... Just a little bit above it. That's all. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, rocking around the Christmas tree hits number one after 65 years. And a more stunning fact is that she was 13 when she recorded it. That's crazy. Look, she she sounds like she's 65 years old. You know, like in in the song. Like, how is this a 13 year old? At the Christmas party she doesn't sound 13. It's a good yeah, tune. She sounds old. She sounds like an older person. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's more fun to imagine the song this way <laughs> because you know at thirteen if she was saying this stuff would be better. Actually, if you listen to the actual track, it really sounds like she's saying F and pie. She, right it sure there. does. It really does. No wonder it went to number one. It's a, just a good tune. Like, it puts you in a good mood. It's got a good melody to it. Um, you know, it's just it's something you can dance to. Why all of a sudden, though, is it hitting number one? It's Christmas time. Yeah, but it's Christmas time every year, and it hasn't hit number one. 
Well, I guess Mariah Carey does the same thing with uh, her song. Right, but this took 65 years. <laughs> well, sometimes the, the internet is weird. Maybe there was some internet movement or That's something. That's what I'm thinking. There was a, some popular, TikTok thing there was or... a popular talk of some, people talking around the Christmas tree. That's got to be it, right? Some TikTok doucher, uh, you know, <laughs> decided to be like, let's get the song number one, you know? Hey, you know. Uh, That's good, how it works these days. Good for Brenda Lee, though, 65 years yeah, later. how and, cool. And she got to live to witness it. So Jingle that, Bell Rock, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you even know who sings Jingle Bell Rock? I bet you don't even know who sings it. Uh, his name is Bobby Helms. Oh, well, you showed me. Okay. I think. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right on that one. Something Helms, or, or is it Bobby Vinton? Bobby something. Bobby, No, Bobby Vinton's the guy in the Goodfellas. Oh, right. Yeah, but no. they go see. Well, yeah, the Helms. The okay. Helms. Bobby Helms. Remember, it sounds like this. Yeah. yeah this, this, one, this, is, this is it. Remember this? This one rocks, too. It's classic. <laughs> Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. Well done, sir. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. That wasn't me, though. That was the real song. Oh, that was Bobby Vinton? Yeah, I, did, I didn't. <laughs> yes, that was. It's Kevin and Matt. Angry, sick people. On 104.9 The Morning X. Kevin's out. He's on vacation. But joining me in studio is my good friend Chelsea Meyer from down the hall. Hi, Chelsea. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for coming in and talking to me this morning. I'm all alone in here. I know. It's like old times. It's like old times. The gang's back together again. So... I brought you in here. I have a question, okay? Okay. All right. You're a fast food person, kind of like me. I mean, not to the extent of I was going to say, not to the extent well, of you. Well, you still go to Chick-fil-A and beef roux and things. Definitely. I definitely do. I I, I indulge, but you, you live there. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I live there year-round, yes. So... Yesterday, uh, I was at a fast food uh, type establishment. Uh, let's just say it. it was McDonald's in the Chicago okay. area, right? And breakfast stops at 1030. It right. stops at 1030. That's their hard rule everywhere. I was, I knew that. I was driving as fast as I could to get there. I pulled into the parking lot. 1031. I was at the register 1031. And the lady denied me and said, I'm sorry, you have to have lunch. Stop. 1031. First of all, I feel like 1030 is too early to start serving lunch. Yes, I agree as well. Like, they should move that rule. They should move it to at least, like, 11 or 1130. And the fact that they denied you one minute. One minute. I don't want a Big Mac. It's 1030. I want a sausage McMuffin. That's malarkey. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Should there be a grace period? Yeah, there should at least be like a five minute grace period. And I swear, I feel like it just depends on the staff. I bet you that woman was having a really bad day and she didn't realize 
she was serving a, a, a radio DJ that's going to go talk about her on air. Maybe it was corporate policy that they have to stop at 10.30. You know they had hash browns back there. I saw them back there. I saw, like, wrapped sandwiches. I was like, just give me one of the sandwiches. What do wow. they do with them, you know? I bet you it was for her. Now, going to our text line here, I love our, our texters and listeners on the X because they text in. Uh, they said, uh, one guy says, if you're not 10 minutes early, you're late for things. What? <laughs> and uh, and maybe that's like the rule they have, like you know. He would not like me because um, I'm normally ten minutes late to everything. And then another texter here says that uh, I should have just used the app. Now here's well, the thing: they're not wrong. You should have used the app. If I, I know, right? Because you get points too. Yeah. But if I use the app and say it's like ten twenty-five and I place my order and I don't get there until like ten forty-five, is breakfast still ready for me? Because I've used the app for breakfast time, but now I'm getting it during lunchtime hours. I think they have to give it to you because you already paid for it. Okay. But I think that they switched the menu on the app right at 1030. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how it works either. But I think, I, I honestly, I, I agree with you. They should have given you a grace period. I, f- I feel so bad for you. All you wanted was a little hash brown and a sausage McMuffin. Yes, I had a late night at a, a, a rock show, and I wanted a sausage McMuffin. And I just, I didn't want, I ate a Big Mac at 1030 in the morning, but I didn't want a Big Mac. I wanted a sausage McMuffin. So uh, thank you for agreeing with me on this. You know who to, who would have uh, served you food past 1030? Who? Probably Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> you love Chick-fil-A. I do love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so uh, you can uh, call in. You can text in 815-874-2104. Are you like Chelsea and I? Should there be at least a five-minute window? Yes, five minutes. Five minutes. Give me five minutes. I was there. Give me my sausage McMuffin with egg. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea. Let's go get some breakfast. Let's go. Got a message for Kevin and Shoot a text over to 815-874-2104. By the way, texting a picture does not work with our system, so uh, zip it up. The Morning X with Kevin and Matt. We have Mike Fulta from the Rockford Ice Hogs. Good morning, sir. Uh, good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, thank you. Now, usually it's Mike Peck, but he's usually. out too. Maybe him and Kevin are on vacation together. Well, we're actually thinking about Mike Peck this morning. He's uh, he's having uh, some surgery done. So, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Here yeah, I am I know. making jokes. Well, Is he okay? Yeah, well, yeah, he'll, he'll be all right, but uh, he's getting some stuff taken care of this morning, so we're thinking about him, but uh, they got me. You're stuck with me filling in uh, instead. <laughs> well, this is Hogs Talk. Um, it's supposed to be playing a thing right now. It's time to drop the puck <laughs> for Hawks Talk on the Morning X. Powered by Martin Exteriors. Voted Rockford's best roofing contractor four years in a row. Sorry, Mike. It's my first day in here. <laughs> no no worries. I'm used to seeing you over on uh, at B103, but uh, it's good to see you over here yeah, instead. Yeah, they moved me down the hall uh, to the X, and now, now I rock in the mornings. <laughs> So, uh, Mike, you are the play-by-play announcer for the Hogs. Yep. Yeah, so I get the best seat in the house, basically, and I get paid to talk about hockey for a couple hours every night. You know, I look for you. Where are you during the games? I look up in the booth. Where are you at? I'm in the the Hard Rock Suite. If you've been in the BMO Center, yes. there's that big Hard Rock Suite. People yeah, yeah. are always having a good time the up stage. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically up there. And and uh, so I'm like kind of in the middle of that. I'm protected by the partiers a little bit, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's a good time, and I can see everything nice and clear up there. Well, I feel like the Hogs have been away 
forever from the BMO. I know. I know. It's been too long. It's been a couple weeks since we were last at home. We last played at home on Black Friday, I believe it was. And so we were up in Canada. We were traveling to Iowa a little bit. And now we're now we're back in the state line. We're ready to roll. Finally, uh, tonight it is, I believe, the San Diego is in town. Yeah, the San Diego Gulls. It's the first <laughs> time since 2017 that we're playing these guys. It's been, get this, ready? 2,477 days since we last played San Diego, so oh it's been a long gosh. time coming. Why Why is that? Just because of the way the schedule works out? Or? It's travel. Yeah, in the minor leagues, typically you try to minimize travel, right? And uh, San Diego is one of the furthest teams we can get to. I was going to say, like, do you think they bust here, or do they take a plane? Uh, I mean, they definitely flew. Yeah, yeah they definitely flew. Country. And we will fly out there in a couple weeks, which I'm very excited for. <laughs> so while you guys are snowed under here in the state line, I'm going to be out soaking in that California sunshine. So you were just up in <laughs> Canada, where it's freezing, and then you trade your parka for a pair of shorts. Yeah, jet on out to the West Coast. That's the life of uh, of uh, professional hockey. Does the uh, stadium rink MC get to go to San Diego as well, Mike? <laughs> Just uh, asking for a friend. Yeah, here. I can I can check the itinerary and see if you're on the charter, but uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> well, the Hogs are in town uh, tonight, and tonight is I believe it's two dollar beer night. Yeah, it's another two dollar beer night presented by Bud Light, and it's funny because on the broadcast I can all always tell when a crowd is more lubricated a little Uh bit and it especially comes through after the whistles when guys are shoving each other and pushing each other all that stuff and you you start to get these fights breaking out and and the crowd really gets into it when they've had a couple pops in them yeah i've noticed that too as uh, hosting the games i've noticed that friday night games tend to be a little bit more rowdy. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a great atmosphere tonight at the BMO Center, and then Saturday's going to be a ton of fun as well. For sure. Tonight's X marks the spot night, too. Lou will be there, and uh, we'll upgrade your seats. And then tomorrow night, tomorrow night's a big night uh, at the at the BMO for the Hogs. Yeah, a couple things going on. We have the teddy bear toss, right? So mm-hmm. when the Ice Hogs score their first goal, <laughs> everybody's going to be throwing all these plush toys and, and teddy bears onto the ice, and then they will then be donated to local nonprofits. So a really cool initiative. And then we also have the first night of our local artist hat series. Actually, my neighbor, Joe Tallman, designed uh, a really awesome Ice Hogs hat. They came into the office the other day, and these things are sweet. And uh, so we're going to be giving those away at the BMO Center. So come, bring your stuffed animals, get a free hat, watch some hockey. That's awesome. Yeah, that teddy bear toss, uh, you've been here a few years. Now, this is your second season with the Ice Hawks? Second year, yeah. Yeah, and you saw it last year. It's just the coolest sight when the everybody's waiting for the Hawks to score that first goal. And yeah. when they do... Pandemonium. Yeah, there's a lot of tension and buildup <laughs> throughout the, throughout the game, more so than usual. And so when when we score that first goal, the teddies are going to be flying. You better look alive and keep your head on a swivel because there's going to be these little fluffy four legged creatures flying in from everywhere, and people will bring garbage bags full yeah. of teddy bears and be launching them over the glass. It, it, it's always a really fun night. There's nothing like it, and you're right. Like everyone's on the edge of their seat, and every time like there's like a missed shot or an almost goal, yeah. the whole crowd's like. <gasps> You yeah, know, like and everybody and wants it. Just make sure everybody behaves. We don't yeah, want any yeah. you know premature teddy bear tosses out there because then it, <laughs> we we want one big cascade of teddies when there's a yeah. real goal scored. That's the that's the objective. Keep it in your bag until <laughs> until the goal scores. All right. Uh, so you got that, and then also the hat as well, which is super cool. They're doing yeah. three of them, I believe, this year. So yep, yeah, three this year, and this first one it might be my favorite. I, I mean, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to you know ruin the next two to to come no, up no. here, but but this first one is really cool, and so uh, I know that we had players design the hats last year, and I still yeah. see a bunch of those uh, people walking around with them here in town. Oh, yeah. I still got my Colin Delia hat. 
yeah. uh, from from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's an awesome initiative. So, um, yeah, make sure you come out and uh, and visit IceHogs.com to get your tickets. Yeah, Dealey, I, I feel bad. Like he came back uh, for his homecoming game and he gave up six goals. Well, don't feel too bad for him because up in Canada he beat us twice. Oh, did so, he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he got us back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, game time is tonight, seven o'clock. The puck drops. Uh, tickets available at IceHogs.com. You can also go to the box office, right, Mike? Pick them up that way. Yeah, IceHogs.com is probably just the easiest way to get them. We do mobile ticketing, so it's going to be right on your phone, and uh, it, it, it's pretty simple. You just walk up, scan your phone, and boom, you're in with your teddy bears and your hats. Come to the game tonight. Uh, let's get the Hogs going. Now, uh, we need a win. We were winning for a while. We're a couple game losing streak right now, so we got to break that. Yeah, just a couple, but all that means is that we're due. We're and due. We're due I, for I'm a not, win. I'm not trying to project anything here tonight, but I, I do want to mention it is a f- objective fact that the San Diego goals coming in for Friday and Saturday's game are one of the worst teams in the league. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can pick up some wins and uh, and hopefully on Saturday maybe score that first goal early enough that we can we can throw our teddy bears and move on. Heck yeah, lots of stuff going on at the BMO tonight. Tomorrow, get down to the game. Mike, I will see you later tonight, my friend. I will see you there, Matt. All right, go Hogs. That is good news. Cleanse our palate. This is good news on the Morning X. Uh, a woman in California is going viral after her pet tortoise... <laughs> Named Tiptoe just celebrated his what birthday? Uh, tortoises live pretty old. I don't know, fortieth. Well, no, he's only twenty-two years old, which for a tortoise oh. is is very young. Oh. So when this lady was seven years old, she asked Santa Claus for an African tortoise, and he delivered. Wow. <laughs> Good one, Santa. I mean, he does fly all over the world. He could snag up a tortoise. Yeah. Well, did he steal one? I don't know. I don't know where would he get it from. I don't know. The elves aren't making live tortoises. No, they don't make tortoises up at the North Pole. That's ridiculous. Well, tortoises can live up to 100 years. Yeah, I don't need a pet outliving me. You know? No. That's it... why I don't get cats. <laughs> cats live a very long <laughs> they time. They live a long time. They might outlive me. I'm just, I don't live a healthy lifestyle. Cats and small dogs live forever. Small dogs? Yeah, yeah small dogs live a, a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of that, the oldest living land animal in the world, uh-huh. Jonathan the tortoise. Jonathan? He lives on an island in South Atlantic. He turned how old today? Just, just give it a guess. Well, they, the, a- the average lifespan of his species is 150 years. Oh, well, I'm 120. He's 191 years old. Oh, God. See? The oldest living land animal, longer than any human being. That's a long life. Yeah. That's a long, long life. That's too long. He just go walks, ahead. walks around every day, just like, ugh. Yeah, he had to live 191 <laughs> years being a tortoise. Being a turtle, too. Ugh. How's that good news? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's good news. And his name's Jonathan. Who names a a, a turtle Jonathan? Yeah. He, did he get any say in that? Like you're supposed to name him like Michelangelo and Donatello. Yeah. After famous painters. Yeah, right. Well, there aren't any good ones da left. Da Vinci. Can't well, be like a... Picasso the turtle. Picasso the turtle. <laughs> the fifth ninja turtle. Picasso. Banksy. <laughs> Banksy the turtle. Yeah, he's but, just like the outcast. All the other tourists are like, get out of here, Banksy. That's the only artist that I know. You're not a real artist. <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, your old turtle. That's, that's 191's too old. That's just too old. I'm sorry that all of my good news was uh, turtle-related today. If I was a, the tor- Jonathan the tortoise, I'd, I'd walk myself out in the middle of the road. <laughs> It'd take me a while to get there, but... You concern me sometimes. Yeah? I'm oh, sorry. The was way, that too dark? The way you talk concerns <laughs> me sometimes. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> It is the Christmas season. It's toaster bath, Matt. All right. All right. Let's move on. Okay. 
Uh, how heartbreaking would this be? A guy in Raleigh, North Carolina, named Joshua Allen, bought a lottery ticket last month, and he missed the jackpot by one number. Oh, uh, I guess you should be better at playing the lottery. He got four out of five and took home two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, well, four out of five—that's that's barely a B. Yeah, don't don't feel bad though, Kevin. A week later, he bought another ticket, matched all five numbers, and that time won over six hundred thousand dollars. Oh. Uh, how, how much is that after taxes? Though? About $472,000, Kevin. Wow, you actually sat there and did the math. Yeah, he's planning on paying off his student loans and buying a house. Well, I didn't get to pay off my student loans by winning the lottery. He shouldn't get to. Yeah. Anyway. You know, <laughs> that's great for him, though. That's that's very lucky. You hear stories like this all the time where like someone like wins multiple times in the lottery. or. Oh, right. I won a million dollars, and then I went back and won another that's million dollars the next day. There should be a rule that says you can't do that. <laughs> there should be a rule. If you, there should be a rule. Like, no, if you win, you should have to be like, you, like our prize thing here. You can't win for 30 days. That's not fair. It is not fair. <laughs> and why did he have to? Yeah, I had to pay off my student loans. <laughs> You know, he should have to pay off his, too. Well, he's going to with money he rightfully won. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good that, for him. That's your weekly dose of good news. <laughs> You're listening to The Morning X, Rockford's last resort for you. to work. <laughs>